Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Women in Weightlifting podcast. We return to season one with Alexa Colwell tonight. Um, so, Alexa, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Um, so, Alexa, you're—I see on your Zoom, on on your Zoom name—it's Alexa Mina. So, why don't you give us a little bit of background about what that what's going on there? Yeah. So. First of all, for people who don't know me, that's my maiden name, uh, Alexa Mina, but I'm kind of two different people in weightlifting right now. Um, In America, I'm Alexa Caldwell because that's my married name, but uh, outside of domestic competition, I'm Alexa Mina because I have had the honor to be competing for the Lebanese uh, world team this next year. So that's a very exciting next step in my weightlifting career and how it works is that like I can't really compete for Alexa Caldwell because that's not a Lebanese name Mina is Lebanese so that's why I have to use my maiden name because it literally is a name in Arabic <laughs> so so I mean yeah. So you actually haven't competed for Lebanon yet though, right? Not yet. No, the, the biggest thing that I'm waiting for right now is my passport to be like physically in my hands, because in order to sign up for international competition, you have to submit that passport. And, um, I think because of COVID and just everything that's going on in the country, it's been extremely delayed, unfortunately. So I was supposed to have it a couple months ago and, you know, things happened, life happened, and the government happened. <laughs> so um, I have to wait until it's, it's here. And then that's when I can officially sign up for uh, my first international meet, which is hopefully next summer, the Mediterranean Games. That's like what we're going to plan for. So and when is that? Up. Like 2022? 20, 2022. Yeah. Next summer. Okay. I believe it's like uh, the first week in July or something like that. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And that's like a a really big meet for Lebanon. So is it it Mahasan that competes for Lebanon too? Yes. Mahasan Hala. Yeah. Yes. She went to the Olympics. Yeah. I mean, she's a rock star. She's amazing. Yeah. Um, So is the plan to, you know, make the Olympic team for Lebanon in 2024? Is that kind of the theory? I mean... I don't want to like outright say that because I think a lot would need to happen. Of course. I mean, we don't even know what would need to happen. Right. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to set that goal without knowing if it's realistic or not. Um, I'm a very realistic person. Like I don't, I don't want to set a goal that is, you know, I don't want to say that it's, it's unrealistic to set a big goal, but you know, being somewhat realistic is important to me. So I think that right now I just want to compete at my first international meet, put up a good total and kind of go from there once we, you know, get the jitters out. And I mean, I don't know what it's going to feel like, you know, I'm used to the national stage, but I have a feeling it's going to be a lot different. (laughs) So I I think it's the same. It's the same. I mean, there's like more hype because like, oh, I'm international now, but it's really the same. Yeah. So yeah it's true um but it's just a huge honor to be able to do that so I want to just like enjoy the journey and you know wherever it takes me that's that's where I'm gonna go I mean Jess you can beat it internationally so I mean it's it yeah four times I think it's the same 
the weight cut yeah. was worse, but <laughs> yeah. And see, like, I don't think, I, I don't think I'll cut for my first one. I think right. I'll just Good lift choice. at whatever I lift at, yeah. you know, yeah. just to, to take that out of the equation, the stress, the travel. I mean, like, of course that's going to be inevitable eventually if I, if I do decide to, you know, keep going and cutting and going to all these big meets. But, um, I think the first one we just want to like do it, have no stress or as little stress as possible, not no stress, yeah. obviously, but, um, yeah. And just kind of go from there. Now, are you, are you from Lebanon? Or are you, what's the, what's the connection? Yeah, my family is. I, I was born here, but my whole dad's side of the family, they're immigrants. They were born in Lebanon. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm 50% Lebanese. Oh, very cool. So how, yeah. how did you get into weightlifting? Oh gosh, this is like, I feel like this is the generic story. Um, I started with CrossFit. So actually rewind. I started with competitive cheerleading and my coach at the time, he opened up a CrossFit gym that was inside of our cheer gym. So we kind of used CrossFit to get in shape for cheerleading. And um, so I was exposed to it basically, you know, from high school on. And after I aged out of cheerleading, I was like, okay, what am I going to do now? This is it. Like, <laughs> I don't have a sport to do and I want to stay fit. And I liked CrossFit. So I just kept going with CrossFit. And eventually I did, you know, some local competitions. I thought I wanted to be competitive in CrossFit, but I just really liked lifting heavier, better. <laughs> so uh, my friend who, who was doing CrossFit at the time too, he, he got into weightlifting and he was like, Hey, you know, like if you want to do weightlifting, let me put you in contact with my coach. You know, my coach is, is the best in the area. So this was around 2015. I started working with a local coach and um, did my first meet. And that was it. That was it. The rest is yeah. history. Now so I'm still how, here. How old are you? I'm 27. Oh my God, you're so young, Lex. I didn't even know that. <laughs> I'm, I'm turning 28 in a month, so. Me too, wait, I'm, when's your birthday? December 23rd. Oh, I'm, I'm December baby. 8th. I'm definitely oh. not turning 28, but. We're still Capricorns, it's yeah, okay. Jess <laughs> is 33 this year? Yes. I'm not that young. No. I'm pretty young, girl. Yeah, 28 20 is not certainly not a baby, but so you've been looking, but you've been listed a long time then. Yeah, I guess this will be my sixth year. So the, this so. best coach was this was this Brennan? I mean uh no, actually. So I did know Brennan at the time. I I've I've known Brennan, Brennan's my husband, uh, since I was like 18. Like we actually did CrossFit together for a while. Oh my um, god, that's so cute. Yeah, yeah. So like the the second CrossFit gym after the cheer gym that I was at that was uh when i met brennan and we did crossfit for a while he actually went to regionals at that time did he really <laughs> he's gonna hate me for saying that um, Good job, hubs. <laughs> so um yeah so after after I mean, brennan's, a, brennan's a big boy i can't i, I, mean, <laughs> I can't imagine, really I cannot imagine CrossFit. he used to be like less than 85 kilos when he did crossfit i think i think he was like right around that and wow. now he's like 94, 95 kilos. So yeah, he's a, I mean, he's a big man. He's gotten a lot stronger. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. I, at 85, I could see him doing CrossFit, but now I'm like, man, that's a lot of mass to be moving around. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. He's thought about making a comeback, but not yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just keep him weightlifting. He does fine there. 
Yeah. So I forget what you asked. My my first weightlifting coach. Oh yeah, I was just asking if your first weightlifting coach was Brendan. I thought maybe that was where the love story started. But yeah, no, yeah. no, yeah. He was out of Buffalo, that. New York. That's who I first started lifting with. And then wh- how did you go- you lift for Power and Grace now? So when did you make that transition? Um, I made that transition. Uh, it was right after the American Open finals in Utah. That was what 2019. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So both me and Brennan made that switch around the same time. And, um, so I think I officially started with Spencer, my current coach. Uh, it was maybe like the first weekend in January or the first week in January of 2020. Okay. So, yeah. Right before COVID. Yeah. It was literally right before yeah. COVID. So okay. it's almost been two years. So you, you live in New York. Where do you live in New York? Uh, we live in Rochester, so a little outside of the city of Rochester in Victor, New York. Um, Rochester is just like the nearest big city that people would probably know of here. Um, and we're, we're about, just like geographically, we're about an hour and a half from Canada. So we are way up there, <laughs> way up north. <laughs> so it's but, like super cold. Is it super cold yet up there? Um, actually, this weekend was pretty warm, but generally around this time, like we'll start to see some snow. We haven't yet, but it, it, the weather here is kind of all over the place, honestly. <laughs> Indeed. So we were talking about like, you know, body weight and, and whatnot. Where, where do you walk around at? Okay. So if it were up to me, Jess is laughing at me. <laughs> if it were up to me, um, I walk at like 60 kilos all the time. And when I first started with Spencer, that was like his biggest issue with me. He like really, really wanted me to gain weight. He wanted me to sit heavier. And it took me a while to like actually get to where he wanted me to be. Um, so last year I was like finally able to train around 61 kilos like give or take and he was like okay compromise whatever ideally he wanted me to be at 62 kilos and now that like we're talking international competition he was like okay you definitely need to be 62 kilos you know I I need you to put on some muscle and just weight in general so since nationals uh when was nationals July I've been able to like maintain 62 and I felt really good. And I, I, I hate to say it, but he was right. (laughs) (laughs) Just multiple Olympians knows what he's talking about. (laughs) Yes. And I I like, I really, and Brennan said the same thing to me. You need to sit heavier. You need to sit heavier. It'll help you not get hurt. It'll help you feel good and put on more muscle. Um, So I finally listened to both of them and (laughs) I feel like it paid off. Like I, I've, I haven't gotten hurt, knock on wood. And I have felt pretty strong. And so. you just did awesome at the last meet you did. Yes. Thank you. I did. I had a really good meet at that meet. So that was also like a really big confidence booster for me. So are you going to Denver? I am. Yeah. Very cool. What, so what are your, what are your best? Um, so my best is 86 snatch and 103 clean and jerk. Um, and I actually, I literally just paired my snatch at that meet with 86. So that was really exciting, but what about your squats? Um, what do I squat? My back squat 137, my front squat. I have not tested in a really long time. So I'm like, not sure, but we work 
like my percentages are based off of 116. So, but I, I like have a very strong feeling it went up a bit because I tested that like maybe two years ago. Okay. Yeah, for sure. And like my lifts have gone up. So I feel like it had to have gone up, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess you might've gotten a little strong in the last two years. Yeah. I feel like I could squat more than 137 right now too. Yeah. <laughs> so how, how often are you training? What is a, what is a, what does training look like for you? Um, I train five days a week. Usually my sessions are like two ish hours. If I'm not, you know, talking and kind of screwing around <laughs> maybe a little bit less, but between like warm up, actual training and, you know, getting inside maybe like two and a half would be a good, um, just like a, an average, I guess it depends on the day too. Like, you know, we have, we have four week blocks. So, the the trend is usually like week one is like kind of moderate volume week two is a lot of volume week three tapers a little and then week four is just like a little higher in intensity so um it also depends on that because you know like during a a really high volume week where I have a lot of sets and a lot of reps like that's going to take a lot longer for me especially if I have a lot of squats which usually you know a, a high volume week involves a lot of squats so um yeah that's pretty much what it looks like Jessica, I will let you ask a few questions. I feel like I've been doing all the talking. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, I'm just listening. Um, well, I want to talk about what you do professionally. We're kind of jumping oh, yeah. around here. Okay. Yeah. Like the nutrition coach too. Yeah, I am. So I work for Working Against Gravity. We're an online nutrition coaching company. Um, we work with clients virtually, uh, you know, ranging from people who just generally want to lose weight to athletes to people who need to make weight for competition, you know, people fueling for performance, and then also people who just need to have a better relationship with food. So kind of all over the map, we help a lot of people do a lot of different things in the nutrition world, but uh, I've been with them for, wow, six years. So it's been a a while. I love it. Yeah. Lex helped me when I first started. Oh yeah. Oh. That's how we like first met. She would like send me little voice notes and I was like, wow, she is so nice. <laughs> I remember <laughs> we were talking about like, we were, were like client troubleshooting. Yeah. I was in your DMs. In <laughs> so give me, the, give me the name of your company again. Working Against Gravity. Working Against Gravity. Yeah. Okay. So for those listeners who need, you know, we're, our uh, nutrition advice. Yeah. Hashtag ad. Working against gravity. <laughs> there's, there's no 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 problem with doing a selfless plug on here. Yeah, okay. shameless, plug. shameless plug. And here. if if you know somebody signs up and they want to request me as a coach, that's totally possible too. You know, if you if you're a weightlifter and you want to work with another weightlifter who how many clients do you have, Lex? Um it depends on kind of like the time of year because I, I have two jobs at WAG. I, I'm not only a coach, but I'm also a coach mentor for our certification program. Another shameless plug. Mm-hmm. Um we have a nutrition certification program. So if if you know people are wanting to learn more about nutrition biology, how to set macros, how to be a good coach, and just like generally working with clients, we I, I do a lot of work with with that program too, and we have multiple launches throughout the year. And typically around those um, launches, 
I taper my client load because I'm getting a lot of incoming trainees that I have to essentially, like I'm a teacher for, I, they go through our program and they, they do all of their scenarios and assignments and um, sample programs and I have to grade them and grade their tests and whatnot. So um, during those busy times of year, I'm definitely a little bit more focused on that and having less clients. And then, you know, like when things taper a little bit with the certification program, I'm a little bit more focused on my clients. I mean, I'm always focused on my clients, but you know yeah. what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Cool. But do you do your own nutrition? Um. Yeah, sort of. I mean, I... I do, but I don't. So I lean on my good friend, Taylor, and she also works for working on gravity. She's also a longtime weightlifter, Taylor Lump. And um, I kind of just like run my weight by her and make sure everything's good to go. Cause I, I mean, obviously I know what to do. It's just a matter of listening to myself and not second guessing it because I feel like it's a little bit harder to take your own advice when your own weight is on the line. Uh, and I just like somebody telling me what to do. Yeah. So I feel like I, Mor- Morgan and I do that too. My last yeah. nationals, I was like, Morgan, tell me that I'm right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I just need somebody to be like, you're good. Like you're doing the right thing. Just keep it up or whatever. Yeah. Um, Cause if it were up to me, like I'm a little bit higher anxiety with my weight, like being 62 kilos is, is like more than I've ever cut. Um, so for me, I'd be like, I'm slashing my calories like right now, you know, but like, obviously I don't need to do that. And, um, I need somebody to tell me not to do that. So, yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. So I love to talk about mindset, obviously. Um, so let's talk about mindset and, you know, you mentioned like going to your first international meet, but let's talk about like going out to the national platform of the American Open is coming up in Denver. You're getting ready for your opening snatch. What, what has gotten you to that point from a mindset standpoint? Uh, like, what do I think about before I lift? You mean? Yeah. What do you think about? I mean, what is the, anything you want to include in that? I mean, that can go back to two weeks before, like just tells a great story about her mindset. Now she gets to where she's at, or it could be like, just, I call your name. This is what I'm thinking. I mean, whatever, whatever, yeah. whatever you're thinking at this point. Um, so I'm definitely, I need to be a bit more calm with snatch. Like, I feel like if I am too fired up too like, I don't know, aggressive, I, I, I don't do what I'm supposed to. I need to be calm. I need to be collected. I need to breathe and I need to visualize. And that's normally what I'm doing before I am actually, you know, like, going up to the bar, I visualize what I, what I want the successful lift to look like. I visualize dropping the bar and having it be a successful lift. Um, but aside from that, I'll probably have like at least one or two, sometimes two cues. If I give myself more than that, it's just, you know, it's, it's going to overwhelm me and I'm not going to do what I'm supposed to. And honestly, if it's a heavier lift, sometimes I don't think about a cue at all. And I, I just be aggressive with, with my pull, um, stay tight and be aggressive with my pull off the floor. So, uh, I think like at, at the last meet that I did when I snatched 86, I, well, one said a prayer Two, I just told myself I was going to make it and that was it. So it's, I think when it comes to like a, a really, you know, gutsy lift like that, you just got to do it. You just got to tell yourself you can do it. 
um, rather than, you know, focusing on a technical cue because 95% of the time, you know, a PR is not going to be perfect. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Are you doing anything like day to day with your training for mindset stuff or visualization? Um, so I actually used to work with a sports psych. Mm -hmm. Um, I stopped because I felt like I just like learned a lot and I was kind of independent with it, but I, I actually started with a sports psych because, um, I was injured and I was like really, really just in a bad spot and I wasn't able to, it was actually like during COVID when, when everything shut down. So I couldn't get, you know, like proper care. Was it uh, your knee? It was my knee. Yeah. 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 So I worked with a sports psych for probably a year after that. And, um, I felt like it helped a lot with my mindset and especially visualizing. Like I, I, I read a ton of books about visualizing, but it kind of just like was one of those things that never stuck and I forgot about it. And, um, he just really helped me get through my injury and focus on the good things and, and just doing what I could when literally, you know, I couldn't get acupuncture. I couldn't get massage. I couldn't do anything that would typically help an injury like that. Um, but now I feel pretty confident in my mindset, like just knowing what I learned with him and, and focusing on my visualization and just like staying positive, regardless of how training is going. Um, I feel like That's I'm pretty awesome. good with that, but I mean, everyone has bad days. Sometimes I, sometimes I have a bad day and I cried out, but <laughs> I know it's, it's all part of the process. <laughs> yeah. Do you Start listen you. to music in the back? Sorry, uh, when I'm training or in the back at competition Oh, in the back room no I don't I tried to but um I felt like I felt like it was hard to know what was going on like to see what Spencer or Brennan was telling me mm -hmm. and um I felt like it almost made me feel too in the zone if that makes sense like I need to I need to have some sort of like chill vibes happening I I if I get too serious I think that I can get in my head a little bit and of course I need to be somewhat serious, you know, um, and not lose focus. But at the same time, like I'm not usually, I don't usually have headphones at, at the gym. Usually I'm talking or, you know, if it's heavy, I'm definitely a little bit more focused, but I like to mimic that environment as much as possible. And, you know, if I'm not going to be in my own head with my earphones, then I want to try not to do that at competition too. Yeah. So are you, are you, what, are you talking to people in the back room at all at competitions? Are you just talking to coaches yeah I feel like I I definitely not like other people um but usually like we every other meet besides this one I don't know if I'm gonna have someone with me in the back like a teammate I mean but like normally I'm warming up with a teammate so it's like we're sitting next to each other we're sharing the same bar so it's like a little bit more chill you know we're cheering for each other we're um you know just sharing the same platform it kind of feels like training so um Aside from that, I'm, I'm kind of just like waiting for Spencer Brennan to tell me when to go or like waiting for a cue or stuff like that. I'm not really like, you know, bopping around talking to people. Apparently, who else is Power Grace got in the 59s? Well, we have Shayla. We yeah. have uh, Kaya was a 59, but she's pregnant. Kaya is currently a 71. <laughs> yeah, like she, she, I don't know what she weighs, but you know, maybe she's 71 right now. She's about to pop a baby out soon which is very exciting. Um, 
who else? We have one more. We have another girl, Serafina. She is a 59 as well. Um, yeah, but she a little bit. I mean, you, you should be in the A session, I assume, and be with Shayla. As of right now, yeah, I am. Yeah, it's like uh, the tentative schedule looks like I am. So. Oh, have they? I didn't. I have not seen the tentative schedule. I have to pull. It I up. only saw it because uh, my teammate saw it. <laughs> I would have never known. <laughs> Which I'm glance real quick and make see if they've posted the TC schedule yet. Uh-oh. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, very happy to be in the A session pretty consistently. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. So Lex, tell me about your weight cuts. So kind of depends. Uh, you know, we're going to rewind and talk about my 58 days because my 58 cuts, when I first started weightlifting, um, they were pretty horrible. And I felt like I... I just felt like I was missing something. Like they just never worked really well. It was always really hard to get me to 58, even when I was not that far away. Like I was maybe like 59 and a half ish, 60. Um, and this is kind of what like sparked my interest in um, wanting to learn more about nutrition and fueling my body for performance and helping other people do the same thing. So, um, my cuts when I was a 58 were just like, I, I basically didn't eat all day the day before. And then like, of course the 58s never got a good weigh in. So we would always weigh in pretty late the next day. Um, I would not really taper my water. I would like not drink water the day before. And, um, I would just never feel good. And for, for those like two and a half, three years, I was a 58 competing as a 58, I'm pretty sure I hit the same exact numbers within like two ish kilos every single meet and I bombed out twice. So it was like, I was just not getting better. And, um, I had a feeling that it was because I was too small. I was trying to fit into a weight class. I was not eating enough. And, um, obviously this isn't anyone's fault cause I didn't know any better, but I mean, I was eating pretty low calories to maintain my weight class and it was just not good. I never, I never really felt like I was getting stronger. I was always super deprived. I was always confused as to why I could never make weight well or easily because everybody else was doing it and everybody else was, you know, crushing it. I mean, not, you know what I'm saying? Like I I look around and I felt like I was the only one not getting better. So, um, I bombed out in when was Chicago nationals 2018. Yeah, I think that was my last meet as a 58. And, um, I was like, you know what? I need to eat more food. I need to make sure my body is fueled. So for like that entire year until the new weight classes came out, I like worked really, really, really hard to like build up my calorie intake. Uh, we call it a reverse diet where you essentially just keep adding calories so that your body's maintenance calories is just continuing to get higher. And, um, you know, you're, you're essentially able to handle a lot more food and overall calories than, um, you were previously. And so then come cutting time, it's really easy because you're eating so much more food and your body is just, uh, increasing its maintenance. So, after that, my 59 cuts were pretty easy peasy. I really only had a couple where like, you know, female stuff happened and it was just, you know, a little bit harder to make weight or I had a really late weigh in and I just didn't plan it very well. 
and had to do like some hot bath situations. But um, for the most part, it's been pretty smooth. And um, I can typically, you know, cut calories because my maintenance now, like now that I've learned how to actually do that and like take advantage of fueling performance and, you know, getting my maintenance as high as possible, I've been able to eat <laughs> a really good amount of food and to the point where I'm like, I cannot wait to cut my food. Like, I think this past time since I think I was saying back in July, like really focused on, you know, sitting heavier and also focused on building up my calories even more than they already were. So I was eating around like 28, 2900 calories some days. And I know that's not like an insane amount of food, but it's more than I've ever eaten. And it it just felt like a lot. That's a pretty big amount for a 59 kilo lifter. Yes. So Jess came out a couple of weeks ago and did a nutrition seminar with us oh yeah um the most interesting moment of the entire like weekend was her talking about establishing your maintenance calories and it like what you were and that's why i was smiling when you were when you were talking through this like eating more calories to be able to maintain your weight and increase because your body's like sure i'll continue to burn um and i'll just burn whatever you give me as long as you're eating right Mm -hmm. um and i was like it was like this very enlightening moment. And since Jess came out, which I haven't even talked to her about this, um, I've been like, we've been diligently watching and like recording kind of where we're at. And it's, it's really kind of cool to watch. It's my favorite thing to do with people. And this is like, we call these people a hyper responder when they respond extremely well and they actually lose weight. So, you know, we're increasing your calories, maybe like bi-weekly, um, and every week we see a loss on the scale. So it's like your body is responding to that extra fuel and speeding up in, in, as, you know, a result of giving you more fuel to work with. And it's one of my favorite things to do with people because I mean, it doesn't always happen like that, but so, so many times I've worked with people and it, it tends, <laughs> it tends to happen. I try to tell them like, Hey, listen, there's a large chance that you could actually lose weight if we do this. And uh, it's just really cool. And, and it helps you, you know, especially in a weight class sport where you need to be cutting weight, maybe like a couple times a year, like you cannot be cutting all that all year round, you know, it's, it's impossible right. and it's horrible for your body. Mm-hmm. So that's what I was about to say, Lex, this is the first year. Cause I basically took a year off. This is the first year that I've been at maintenance for longer yeah. than a two, three month period. I'm sure that's amazing. So I, I'm actually like, it's messed up, but I'm like excited to do a cut. Yeah, no, I felt the same way. I, I know you how mean. it would yeah. be. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, it, it, it's like, I don't know. I personally feel like I get in the habit of just eating really dense items to like get my carbs in because I have so many carbs. So like lots of rice, lots of oatmeal, um, fruit, stuff like that. And so like, I'm almost neglecting veggies when obviously I know it's important to have veggies, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I, I like craved having a big salad or like a ton of roasted veggies instead of rice, because I was just like, like, I'm not going to eat like 300 grams of veggies when I can eat 300 grams of rice and have that fill up most of my carbs for the day when I have so much to eat. So I completely understand, like looking forward to a cut. (laughs) I was shocked to really realize how not carb intensive my diet is. 
Oh, oh yeah. I never get enough carbs in my diet. Yeah. Which is weird. I mean, I'm just, I'm like just tracking what I eat, right? Not really right. doing anything interesting, but I'm like, I'll routinely have, it'll be like, you need to eat 150 more grams of carbs today. I'm like, <laughs> really? <laughs> time to drink some juice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, time to I mean, do something. I, I, I still, I just can't do it. I mean, I just. I know it's, it's hard. It's an adjustment. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you don't want to force feed yourself. That's never fun. No. And I mean, I, but we're still, especially I'm still, I'm really trying to figure out what my maintenance calories really are. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because obviously, you know, I've, I've got a few pounds to lose. Um, but uh, just trying to figure out where I need to be. It's, it's challenging, but yeah, Jess is super, super helpful. So thank you, by the way. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, so what is the hardest thing about weightlifting for you? Um, <laughs> the first snatch. <laughs> no, um, I mean, the first snatch is very jittery. Um, but I don't know. Honestly, I think... I think weight cuts, not necessarily the physical act of weight cutting, but like the yo-yo, like having to plan a cut, having to go back to maintenance, like exactly what we were talking about. Just like, you know, for example, Thanksgiving is in two weeks and I'm probably not going to be able to eat everything that I want. Like that sucks. And that's a sacrifice that we make for the sport. And like, of course I don't have to compete as a 59, but I want to, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that in an ideal world, like <laughs> cuts wouldn't wouldn't happen, but I know that's that's not how it works. <laughs> Amen. This is the first Thanksgiving I get to eat. Thanksgiving. That's amazing. I'm very jealous. I'm so excited. Because the American Open's always right around the corner. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why it is, but it is. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I, I don't want it to seem like, you know, it's the physical aspect of cutting. I mean, like it could be hard to cut, but it's just the yo-yo effect. And of course, like you feel how you feel when you're, when you're dehydrated and you see how you look when you're dehydrated. And it's like, well, I kind of look like that all the time. I look great. You know, like mm-hmm. it's just kind of a disordered um, image of, of what your body looks like, because like, you're not competing to look like that. You're competing to make weight and then be strong. So that's, that's definitely difficult to deal with, you know, a few times a year, but again, it's the sacrifice that we make to be competitive and, um, yep. It's definitely a mind game. Uh, I know like for me, like I have very, I have clothes, like I have suits for work that fit my 55 kilo body. Mm -hmm. And I have, suits for work that fit my normal walking around body so Mm -hmm. just like something as simple as that it's like you have to prepare for these things because my body's totally different when I'm in a weight cut yes exactly like honestly this this was actually this kind of on the same topic at nationals um this past year in July I didn't have a hard cut it was like super easy um but my belt didn't fit when I went to go lift in my clean and jerks and I was like, oh my gosh, like this is like sliding off of me. I couldn't tighten it enough. So I had to use my teammate's belt because I was like, man, I I get too skinny. Like not, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, I'm not as like full and bloated as I would normally be with a ton of water and a ton of food, you know? So it's different. Yeah. 
what is uh or finish this sentence you know you're a weightlifter when mm, your body hurts all the time <laughs> uh you walk out of the gym with tape on your thumbs <laughs> um you're hook gripping everything anything over like three reps is cardio <laughs> Yeah. yeah those are all perfect answers yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, was, I, I joke with people when i teach them how to lift i'm like within a few weeks you'll be hook gripping your steering wheel yeah honestly the amount of times that, yeah the amount of times that i've like gone into the store with like tape on my wrists or my hands been like oh people probably think i'm a crazy person so weird. <laughs> i'll be like she does crossfit don't talk to her yeah she does crossfit <laughs> all right jess do your lightning round all right buddy lex oh gosh okay let's you get it right there are right answers by the way there are right answers yep okay according to mark so this is like your favorite out of the two okay 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 peanut butter or jelly peanut butter snatch or clean and jerk snatch competition makeup or no makeup uh like somewhere in the middle okay it is yeah. a it is a true false multiple it is not a short answer <laughs> yes, yes, well, i guess some makeup is makeup so yes okay <laughs> instagram or tiktok i know your answer tiktok <laughs> <laughs> seltzer water or regular water regular water shorts or leggings leggings Dark chocolate or milk chocolate? Dark chocolate. Wrist wraps or knee sleeves? Mm, knee sleeves. Illegal. But what if my wrist hurts? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll just choose knee sleeves. It's fine. Illegal or rogue? Illegal. Nike or Adidas? Nike. Back squats or front squats? Back squat for sure. Chips or cookies? cookies that's it wow you got you yeah. got we measure people on two of the food choices and you got one out of two correct what was it peanut butter okay and then milk chocolate no one uh, likes dark chocolate uh well what if my stomach hurts when i have too much dairy all right. Well, I guess that's okay. We'll let it slide. Dark chocolate is, is, dark chocolate is not a wrong answer. It's just not right. It's not the right answer. Peanut butter is <laughs> the right answer. Right. I think everyone has said peanut butter, though. Yes. And I'm, I'm waiting to see if anybody ever says jelly because I'm just going to be like, you're just wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, yeah, the makeup thing, I, I, I laugh because I'm, we, all, we talk about like what makeup do you wear? And so when you say, well, maybe a little like if you're wearing any you're wearing makeup yeah for if sure. i show up with an eyeshadow on people are gonna be like why is mark wearing wake makeup <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just like i i don't put makeup on my face um most of the time i just do my eyes and that's like it that's really yeah it. so it's like just a little bit of makeup a little bit and lex and i both have our eyebrows done so you know sure we do. don't gotta do that yep don't gotta draw on any eyebrows i already got them <laughs> all right so our last question um is what would you tell beginner weightlifter you um i feel like 
this could have multiple answers. So I guess like number one is, you know, only focus on yourself. Uh, you know, what, what's going to get you to be the best lifter that you can be. Um, not, you know, how do I beat so-and-so or how do I, how do I get into the A session and, and hang with those girls? I mean, obviously like I wanted to do that, but you know, I needed to focus a lot more on myself and not worrying about what's on the bar and worrying about how I'm going to make the lift and start to actually be a technically better lifter. Um, because that's going to get me farther than just throwing a PR on the bar and making it look gross and, and not actually getting stronger from it. So, uh, that also kind of what we talked about nutritionally, uh, I wish that looking back, I, I took a step back to not make weight when I was first getting into the sport, because literally every single person that I talk to who is my client or just newer getting to the sport, I say, don't make weight for your first meet, like just have fun, just get out there and make lifts. And I mean, I did do that. I did okay in my first meet, but um, I think that my first couple years of weightlifting would have looked a lot different if I wasn't so worried about cutting weight and being smaller uh, and not getting stronger. So yeah, if you'd have just gone out as a, as a 63. Yeah, I think that would have been fine. And I did start out as a 63. I, when I first started weightlifting, um, I, I had just started working with working against gravity and I was like, Hey, like, you know, I kind of want to be in this lower weight class. I, I could be more competitive and I could qualify for nationals. Cause I, I definitely couldn't qualify for nationals at 63. Um, so that's kind of like why I did it. So at that point I was like, well, I'm like barely qualifying for nationals as a 58. Um, so I have to stay there. And that was like the pressure that I put on myself, of course, but you know, looking back, I think it, it would have been a lot more productive for my progress, my body, uh, my mental state to just lift at whatever weight I, I weighed and just get stronger because I, I feel like I almost wasted three years because I was just yo-yo dieting and yo-yo cutting, you know? Um, and like I mentioned before, I think I, I snatched 72 in um, a meet like besides one or two for like three years. So it was like, my progress was very plateaued. Um, but look at your progress now, girl, 86. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely cool to look back on, but you know, when questions like that pop up, I'm like, yeah, it, it could have been, I could have been a lot better sooner if I had just like actually built a base yeah. and stopped cutting and worrying about what my body weighed and, and looked like, you know? Yeah. I, I get that. I mean, I did the same thing. I cut from my first meet to a 53 and then yeah. I never stopped cutting for six years. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I thank mean, God for that extra kilo it helped a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you guys both run into the problems of you know if you like just if you went and competed as a 59 i mean you'd have you'd have to sit heavier and heavier and heavier so you get strong enough to go compete with the 59s and yeah like the same thing i mean if you wanted to compete with the 64s i mean you're you're, you're just not big enough to fill out the category yeah and i'm not i've so, never i've so. never weighed close to 64 and i don't i don't know if i could because I'm, I'm pretty short like i'm just under five two i'm like five one and a half ish so, oh yeah, we're talking the 59s, not the 55s. So that's actually yeah. not cool. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I feel like unless I got like huge tree trunk legs, 
yeah. you know, and put on a lot of fat, I think it would be really difficult for me to be a full 64. Um, yeah. But, I mean, those girls are strong, man. So strong. Yeah. And I mean, I like being competitive in my weight class. Like, I feel like it's, it's nice to feel like you're like inching into top five, you know? Yeah. I have a really good day, of course, but. And you're, I mean, you're, you said you're at 86, 103 right now. Yeah. My best clean is 106. So. I mean, um, you're, close, you're, you're, you're still within in striking range of that 200 kilo total, which is the big magic number in the in the 59s oh yeah for 59s that would be incredible i mean shayla does that and she's freaking incredible yeah basically and there's seven now um because we had we added added shayla um yes but there's still i mean it's a very very elite group of athletes that have hit that 200 kilo total yeah yeah it's it's pretty competitive i mean I, I just want to break 190. I'm like right there. Yeah. 180. Well, let's see it in three-ish weeks. Yeah, I would love that. That would be like best day ever. Very, very happy. Yeah, well, we, we, we will hopefully see that in Denver. Yeah. So, Lex, thanks for joining us tonight. As I mentioned, I'm going to do a, a quick update on what's going on with the IWF. You are welcome to uh, hang loose. Um, but thanks if not you guys yeah it was great to talk thanks to you coming on all right so um quick iwf update um as anybody who was reading the inside the games piece last week knows um sam kaffa uh tried to basically um, convince the technical committee and the athletes commission to reduce the number of overall body weight categories to eight and choose the five um categories for the Olympic categories. Um, he had pushed that into the technical committee. It's not in I, the technical committee had not approved it. Uh, Sarah Davis um, basically executive vetoed right it, it, it vetoed that completely um, and made it clear that the athletes commission will not consent to reduce the number of body weight categories from 10 to eight. Um, in fact, basically said that we won't can, uh, consent to reducing the number of body weight categories at all. They, it's currently in evaluation exactly how we are going to do the body weight categories at the Olympic Games. Um, there's a number of options being floated around. None of this is super secret. Um, we can keep the body weight categories we have. Uh, we can do new body weight categories uh, overall and then choose five for the Olympic Games, which, you know, I'm not sure where everybody's at on that. Um, but that's kind of what's been being kicked around right now. Um, and so that's kind of where we're, where we're at on that side. The athlete commission nominations are due. Um, we're recording this on the 10th. They're due on the 12th. Um, the United States has put up uh, Kate and I uh, for our athlete rep. Um, Sarah is obviously going to be running again. Um, so hopefully we can have, you know, a fairly good, um, a fairly good group. I'm really cautiously optimistic that Sarah will be um, elected again and she'll be the chair for the next four years for, for the Athletes Commission. She's done a phenomenal job and um, has really protected the athletes' interests. So we're hoping that she'll be able to do that, do that for the next period of years. Elections are coming up. It's going to be a big month in December um, in terms of 
like what happens and where the sport is going. Um, so for those of you who are interested in the international scene, I'll let Lex um, pay attention. I mean, make sure you actually you're not going to world so you don't get to vote, but to the extent that you have connect, you know, talk to people who have voting power um, who are going to be at worlds, make sure they vote, make sure they vote for the athletes from clean nations. Um, it's going to be a big deal if we don't get, if we don't keep control of the um, athletes commission in the hands of the clean countries, if it gets, if the athletes commission gets put in the hands of the corrupt countries, we're dead. <laughs> so, cause we've given all this power to the athletes and if they're controlled by people who are, don't have the best interest of the sport in mind, it's going to be a bad day. So anyway, that's my update on what's going on at the IWF. Everything is looking good, um, but we still have lots of work to do. So with that, on that happy note, we will uh, stop recording and thanks Lex for joining us.